Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1TN5 for Thursday, June 16th. I'm Jack Vaughn. The Transformation Committee has agreed on a set of recommendations it will forward to the D1 Council for review. Among the recommendations are adjustments to transfer rules and updates to the infractions process to promote time-efficient outcomes focusing the time and resources of all involved on a modernized set of shared principles and rules and holding accountable those who are directly involved in the rule breaking while minimizing impact on student athletes who were not involved. Transfer related recommendations would require additional accountability for schools that receive transfer student athletes and provide student athletes with a window of time to enter the transfer portal each year in order to be eligible to compete in the following year. Some of the changes to the infractions process would include incentivizing cooperation of all parties, additional investigative tools, and more flexibility within confidentiality rules. The board will review the recommendations at its June 30th meeting. Texas has won its second consecutive Learfield Directors' Cup. With both the Longhorns and second-place Stanford still competing in the College World Series, there are not enough remaining points for the Cardinal to catch up. Michigan, Ohio State, and Florida comprise the rest of the top five, respectively. Princeton finishes as the top FCS department at 15th. The Athletics' Matt Fortuna covers several topics and reports the Big 12 has identified an initial candidates list of eight people as commissioner candidates, but don't expect an announcement on a decision before the middle of the summer at the earliest. Regarding the Big 10's media rights negotiations, Fortuna submits that, quote, Notre Dame likely would welcome the Big 10 with open arms, sort of. The way Notre Dame sees it, a restructuring of its own NBC deal, which expires after the 2025-26 season, essentially would allow the Irish many of the financial benefits of being in the nation's richest conference without any of the strings attached of being in an actual conference. Now with some more media nuggets. The Mercury News' John Wilner reports the Pac-12 is focused on a media rights issue that doesn't receive as much attention as the late kickoffs, reducing the number of 6- and 12-day selection windows for its TV partners. An industry source tells Wilner, One of the things former Commissioner Larry Scott got right was the 10 p.m. Eastern window. It has to continue to exist for the Pac-12. It has never been more valuable. However, Wilner points out that while many fans recoil at the thought of 7.30 PST games, the larger issue is not knowing which games will air at one time until a week or two before kickoff. The late games would be more palatable if fans could plan several weeks, if not months, in advance. While ESPN and Fox understandably want flexibility to put the best matchups in the best time slots, Wilner points out that ticket sales, full stadiums, and fan satisfaction matter. All three are more easily achieved if the start times are set well in advance. The Athletics' Bill Shea examines what strong TV viewership numbers for softball and women's basketball mean for women's sports going forward, noting that the two championship softball games reached an average of 1.41 million and 1.74 million viewers, respectively, while peaking at 1.8 million and 2.1 million. 
Whether the success these two women's sports in particular will lead to the NCAA unbundling its championship rights, Craig's Media's namesake cautions, I think you've got to weigh any possible increased rights fee against loss of reach and high-quality scheduling windows by a media partner that views you as a core strategic property. What happens to the other sports when you break them out in multiple bundles as well? Also, don't expect any of these properties to get the same viewing on different platforms and networks as they do now. What you may end up doing in pursuit of rights fees for softball and baseball is blow up the larger bundle that built many of them. I'd be very careful. Now into cash considerations. Michigan is projecting a balanced budget based on operating revenues of $197.6 million and expenses of $197.6 million for the current fiscal year. Looking ahead to the 2022-23 operating budget, the athletic department projects a balanced budget based on operating revenues and expenses of $210.9 million and $201.9 million, respectively. Spectator admissions revenues are projected to increase by $6.5 million due to an eight-game home football schedule compared to seven home games last year. Conference distributions are projected to increase by $9.7 million due primarily to TV revenue increases, and financial aid expenses are projected to increase by $4.2 million. Thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T and 5 for Thursday, June 16th. I'm Jack Vaughn, and be sure to check in tomorrow morning.